Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. A graduate of Carnegie Mellon University's Conservatory Theater Program, Beth began her writing and directing career in the Manhattan stage world. So Beth Dolan, in series television, she's worked with socially conscious series creator icons Norman Lear of Who's the Boss, Diane English of Foley Square and Murphy Brown, and Mike Milligan of Los Beltran. Through their mentorship, she developed a belief that storytelling for the screen can have tremendous social impact and reach huge audiences. Her award-winning production company, Coyote Pass Productions, has overseen the development through completion of numerous projects, including national public service announcement campaigns, commercials, and short-form documentaries. Her recently released feature-length documentary, Stranger at Home, an intimate mental health expert-driven story, exposes the startling truth behind an unnecessary American military mental health crisis and spotlights the real solutions to fix it. In 2022, Stranger at Home has been an official selection at the GI Film Festival, the Whistleblower Summit and Film Festival, and the Social Justice Film Festival. Stranger at Home will have its PBS national broadcast debut in 2023. Beth Dolan is a member of the Writers Guild of America, Women in Film, and Show and Tell, a worldwide documentary filmmaking community. Beth and her Stranger at Home film team are honored to be fiscally sponsored from from the Heart Productions and recipients of their prestigious Roy W. Dean Film Grant. And Carol, I am so happy that we have Beth back with us on our show today. You're right, Claire. <clears throat> Beth has had so much happen to her over the last year that we have to get caught up and get up to date <laughs> and learn how she's arranging this PBS distribution. So good morning, Beth. Good morning, ladies and Claire. Wow, I, I, that's so, that was such a gracious introduction. I I sit here and I go, wow, yeah, okay. And Carol, <laughs> I <laughs> I love being back with you and talking with you. Um, I keep telling people you are my most, one of my most cherished filmmaker mentors, and um, you are the fairy godmother to filmmakers. I do believe that. So it's oh, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. What a sweet thing to say. Well, <clears throat> I want to know uh, more. I want you to share with us, Stranger at Home, and tell us about the feature-length documentary, what it's all about. Well, so yes, and, you know, my, my elevator pitch, so Claire, you know, read it. It, it, it really is this, um, the last time we were together, we were close to picture lock on this film, and now it's completed. We've released it in, in January of 2022. And the film is, it is a spotlighting 
of the um, sort of the truth, the truth behind our present American military mental health crisis, incarceration, suicides, homelessness, all of that is the crisis. And it's ongoing and it's only increased since we've been in the COVID-19 epidemic. All of those mental health issues have just amplified. Um, and our film is really just getting under you know, the real story about why we have a crisis. And also it's a spotlighting told intimately through three veteran stories. Ex- they're all experts on military mental health. It's a spotlighting of the solutions to actually fix this mental health crisis once and for all. So that's my, that's my thumbnail of what the film's about. Well, that's quite uh, important to tell us what's the cause. We all want to know what's, the, what's happening to the men. So, and your show goes into detail and explains uh, yeah. that you say that they are over, they're sending the men back when they shouldn't. Is that part of it? Well, yes. I mean, there's, <clears throat> without um, having everybody, you know, see the film, and I so want everybody to see the film, this is this story is about the, our current 100-year-old harmful mental health policy in the military, which includes sending people back to the front lines to to redeploying them after they've been diagnosed with PTSD. It it includes that we still have stigma within the military about mental health, that it's not okay to come forward and say, I'm really struggling. There's a stigma uh, about that. Now, we have recently, I'm going to just toss this in here, there's been some fantastic legislation that has happened in the last year about military mental health. The Brandon Act was passed by our commander-in-chief, and this was a, a piece of legislation brought forth by, uh, you know, parents of a son who committed suicide, and they they led the the fight to say this this can't happen. And our military said, yeah, we, we're really having an upscale in our suicides in the military. And so the Brandon Act was the Brandon Act was passed, and what that means is that. A soldier, a military member, can come forward and just say the words "Brandon Act," and they won't. They'll be they'll be shuttled to the right person. That still tells me that there's stigma within the military. Why can't there be just overall non-stigmatized uh, uh, attitude about mental health? Our film is about placing mental health on equal parity as physical health. So right there, that's a non-stigmatized approach to this is the same, and we have to treat everyone to be, you know, the same. So I think there's pieces of legislation, and there's definitely conversations that are starting to happen thanks to a pandemic and everyone struggling with the ideas of trauma and grief. It's become a front-room conversation, mental health. And the military is poised to be world mental health leaders, but there's still a lot to gather all the fragmented efforts and bring a, a consciousness that is really a, a, a game changer in policy. So policy changes that still need to go down, an anti-stigma program, 
less deployments, uh, treating, and this is what our film addresses, treating a soldier from the moment they enter all the way through to the end of their lives. Oh, how wonderful. That's correct. So this is what... This is what our film really talks about. I, you know, I applaud every film that's out there that's about PTSD and and how it affects children and how it affects families and how I just applaud every film documentary that's being made that's addressing the parts, you know, the parts of this larger issue. I believe that our film addresses the central issue, the core issue of understanding why we have a crisis to begin with, and then bringing in this idea that all of the fragmented pieces could be tied together through a mental health core that does not exist in the military to date. So I'm, I hope I'm answering the question. That we wow. A, we have a bigger film told through an intimate lens. So that's all what right. I'm so hopeful that people are hearing and um and PBS has just picked up the film so so to have this message this larger message be out in front of a large public audience is just uh ridiculously satisfying to us so oh this is something we need to see and understand, and I know it'll be well received. I watched your film. I know I've seen several cuts of it, and it's always been uh, extraordinary. It's like a, a book that's a page turner. You can't wait to hear what's the next thing, and it's like uncovering all of this information. And the people that you interviewed are brilliant. And you feel very confident in everything that's being said to you, and the realization of how our our men are treated is shocking. So, first of all, thank you very much for making the film. And the last time you were on the show um, last year, on you were really close to picture lock. So, where are you today? Yeah. Um, again, we're yes. It's hard to believe it's a year ago, um, and we are. We are at completion. We released the film in January of 2022 and began our film festival strategy tour in conjunction with our educational impact screening tour because we believe the film is a, is a conversational educational piece at its heart, that, that this, is, this is something that can engender conversation about mental health you know, forever. Um, so we're in that process right now, and um, and we're looking at, you know, at to the end of this year to complete our film festival tour, and then we move into our TV platform distribution tour, and that includes PBS. So we're we're excited about how we're going, and it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, but we're making our way out into the world with the film right now. Oh, this is wonderful. Now, <clears throat> just to get the PBS, that's fabulous. So uh, yeah. how did that come about? What did you do to get on PBS? <clears throat> well, that's a loaded question, and it's a big question, and we don't have uh, all the time in the world, so I'm going to throw this into a nutshell. Um, I'm part of an incredible um, documentary film community worldwide. It's called Show & Tell, it's headed up by uh, a tremendous teacher and filmmaker, Keith Ahwag. And from that community, because we just can't do these things alone, 
from that community, I've learned about how to navigate the, the world of PBS and also that it really is where a film like ours needs to be uh, to reach a very large public audience. So, um, you know, nuts and bolts, we submitted the final film to, to NITA, which is one of the, distrib- the, the main threshold um, for a film to be considered in the PBS river, the whole complex 359 affiliates throughout the country. That's what t- this NITA is what ties them all together and distributes the films that they accept. And so we went through NITA, introduced to us by Keith in the show and tell film community, and um, we're in process with them right now. And I just, it, it's, a, it's a complex world, but it's been, I'm, I'm going one step at a time, and I'm so thankful for the teaching and the training and the people that I've met um, through the process to walk us into that world. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's my thumbnail of what, you know, entrance into consideration for PBS looks like NITA. And um, I'm, you know, that's where we're starting. We're in. So, and we, we get to decide with NITA and PBS what our best target broadcast date is. And we've chosen um, Veterans Day, in and around Veterans Day of November 2023. So we're looking at a 2023 air date, PBS nationally, uh, in and around Veterans Day, which is perfect for us. And, and in the lead up to that, we have, we have much to do. It's all good that we have to do, but we have much to do in preparation. So that's the thumbnail of getting in and, I can talk more about the journey of going forward, but that might be a longer conversation for another time. You've got 359 affiliates to work with. So yes. that, that's your first thing is who is uh, who wants my show, right? Right, right. So there is, you know, in, just drilling down a little bit, we will be bringing on a stations relationship uh, person who has relationships with the 359 affiliates around the country. And they essentially will be part of our team as a promotion for the film to let them know that the film is, is, is ready to be, you know, brought into their station and to arrange for the, you know, their own promotions to their, to their community. And it's, it's a whole network that we can't navigate alone. So we, you know, we're going to be working with a station's relationship, PBS station's relationship person who just does this. And we're very thankful to be, you know, knowing who they are and meeting them. And they come at a great price, a worthwhile price, but that's what it's, that's what it's going to take to make sure that our air dates and, you know, the country is notified about our broadcast with PBS. Oh, that's fantastic. A station's relationship person. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. Well, now, I've been told that the deliverables are very expensive. So is that true? Uh, comparatively, not so much. Um so just for anybody listening who doesn't know what a deliverable is, um, that that's the all of the technical requirements 
that any platform, streaming, TV, um, theater release, anything is going to require of the film going forward. Everyone's got a different um, technical requirement. And that, I must tell you, also includes film festivals. Every film festival has a different um, format, venue, that they require your film in a certain way, the technicals. So those are called deliverables. And, um, and so uh, expense-wise, uh, you know, we're walking toward that with PBS right now. But, I, it, you know, it's going to be in the range out of pocket for us, somewhere between $500 and $600, which is not a lot. But the work that's required of us on our side to prepare all of the technical requirements, those are costs also that we're going to be taking on um, that are part of the deliverable package altogether. So um, that's, you know, I, without going into real specifics, it, it, it's very reasonable what they're asking for cost-wise on their side, and then we have to budget for the costs on our side and meet meet them where they are and get them what they need to put our show on the air. Exactly. Well, um, what about selling time for the broadcast? Uh, because that's I a, understand that you get to keep that revenue. Well, that's such a great question, and that is, you know, that is just some of the fabulous uh, learning and information I've learned uh, in the show and tell community through Keith. Um, the what people see when they tune in to a PBS broadcast, there are no commercial interruptions. That's why it's public television. And what they see are those commercial spots at the beginning of the show and at the very end of the show as well, saying this program was brought to you by those folks, those spots, those mentions are all underwriters for the show. And underwriters are very different than contributors. These are commercial spots that someone coming in, a corporation, an individual of wealth, a foundation, an organization that is relevant to the program itself, they have signed on to say, I believe in this film, this show, this program. I believe in this. I stand behind this. And I am actually buying a commercial moment here. These are called underwriters. And that's that's ours to gather as we go forward. So, yeah, we are in the process of looking for those individuals, for those, those moments at the beginning, at the very end of the, of the program, to fill those slots uh, to come on board with us. And um, that's a journey also in the next year. That is, that is great. So you have to put together a new package, a new ask to go uh, to these corporations and uh, boards and funding places and and the high net worth individuals who really want to see change uh all of these are potentials for uh underwriting that commercial spot right but you have to create Correct. a whole new package Correct it's a whole it's a whole new energetic ask right now we've been coming from the paradigm of contribution and um, and donation, the uh, the philanthropy energetic that we've been building the film from at this point. Um, and now we switch it with all of those partners as well that have been on board with us from the, from the beginning of our time and we continue to add partnerships. 
all of those partnerships we can return to and new ones and say, this is your chance. Would you like your name to be seen by one to three million viewership for every broadcast on PBS and because you believe in this? So it's really just returning to all of them with a different approach and ask. This is really buying commercial space. And it's really inexpensive commercial space when you when you think of it. So, yeah, we, you know, so it's it is a different ask, Carol. You're so right, and that's the the shift in energy now that we've got the PBS confirmation. We can go back to all of them and then some, and identify others and say, this is important. You believe in this? You know, join us. You have this opportunity. Yes. Yes. And and state their benefits because there are a lot of benefits for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our our, our just our, our just greatest feeling and thrill right now is that you know, PBS helps us create that groundswell that this film is about. That the the the, the impact, the social justice, the 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 cause of this um is, is greater than us. And so it's easier for me to just return and identify new people and say, Hey, you know, get on the get on the bandwagon. This is great. So <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But thank God mental health has become a very important issue and people as soon as you say that they will stop and listen to you. Where years ago they weren't interested. So the timing is perfect for you. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I've had to keep telling myself that over the years of staying the course of making this film, that you know our timing is always perfect. And now I I agree with you more than ever. Our our timing is perfect. There's there's just such a consciousness now for mental health, and so I, I, there is a listening, and that feels really tremendous. I had a another filmmaker friend say to me recently. Your film is evergreen, and I agree. It's it's evergreen in its message. Um, I tell people it's not a romantic comedy, but it is. It is. It is a by by no by by no stretch is is it a romantic comedy, but it is a love letter, and it it's it's asking all of us to you know rise higher, do better. Um, It's not. Blameful. It is really just saying, this is what's going on. Let's all step up, you know, to a higher level with mental health in the military. Let's stop putting band-aids on things. Let's let's really just own this. So that's what we, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that we are in the right lane at the right time. Right. And you have a right lane is the way to talk about it. And there's a lot of great places you can go from here. This is wonderful. I know that you you were chosen to be in that highly sought after women in film circle mentoring program. So could you share some of your expenses and tell us how this helped you with your film? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, Yes, you you were you were definitely one of my um, you know my mentors that helped me to move into that program. Um, Women in Film has been around for a long, long time. I am a member of Women in Film, and they developed in the last two years, right be, just as COVID was hitting, 
they developed, um, they had their mentoring program for women filmmakers, but they developed a, a documentary circle. So I applied because I was still in post-production with The Stranger at Home. And I, you know, I got accepted. And mentoring programs are wonderful. Everyone, you know, I mentor people, people mentor me. We all need that hand and that help up. And we can't do anything alone in this lifetime. And so mentors just fit that, that description for me, being one and having many. Um, and so being part of that program, with I was chosen with um, six other lovely um, women filmmakers, women documentary filmmakers. And it was a great – and we, all, we did it virtually because it was COVID and we could not meet in person. And we had two great – mentors that were um that were assigned to our circle and um i love them very much they brought tremendous resources and and people to speak to the circle and for myself i i made this commitment to myself that in the year that i would be in that circle i would complete stranger at home and i did and and it was my own accountability and it was my own just you know the the mentoring program anchored me to that to that goal of mine and um i my last mentoring circle uh meeting was you know me telling everyone that uh, we had just released the film so the timing was was rather perfect and i'm in touch with all of them and um it was a great experience so you know again mentors rock be one get many <laughs> So. Oh, that's great. That's a good slogan. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and you used live events also during the production of the film. Tell us about creating live events and what your benefits were. Well, yes. Again, you know, learning through the show and tell community and Keith and, and just all the filmmakers that, that are in there that are daring so greatly to do distribution really differently right now you know it's in our hands as the filmmakers we have to take the the reins of our own distribution um journey i've learned that yes we need we need some distributors along the way but i've been taught through this community and through you by the way that i lead the dance and and i really see that um that concept and that, that idea for myself. And so one of the ways we can lead the dance with putting our films into the world, even before they're completed, which we did, was have virtual screening events. You know, COVID really just brought us all into this virtual paradigm evermore where we've had to connect with others virtually. And that has served um, films and filmmakers just radically so we began to do virtual screening events before we were even finished with the film, showing clips, bringing on our guests virtually, you know, scheduling them, going live on Facebook with some virtual screening events. We raised money, as you know, on doing it that way. So it was really yes. empowering. Yeah, it was so empowering to just go, you know, there's really creative hybrid approaches to getting your message, your film, letting people know about it out into the world. And so now that we're done, we are absolutely continuing with our virtual events. 
Um, one of the things that we did when we first released the film was we had we had two virtual private screening events on our platform, on our website, where we were able to invite our list, our, you know, our following, all the people that had donated to us, all of our partnerships that we've built over the years to these virtual screening events. And what we also did when we had those events was, for free, by the way, because we wanted, we just wanted to let the film out into the world on our own in our own hands, it was private, and yes. to actually survey the response to the film. And we, we just were able to complete some great just, you know, surveys of what people thought of the film, you know, our circle and then some. And um, people wrote with their comments and their, you know, what they thought, and I would respond to them and thank them and say, may we use your quote for our you know, our websites, our materials as we continue to go out. And they would say, you know, when you ask people politely, they say yes. And so those early screening events of our film, private screening events virtually, were just tremendous for our process. So, you know, we just build on that now with our educational screening events, with, you know, we're, we're seeding events with universities and conferences throughout the country that are in the right lane of our message. And we're set up to do events with them virtually and in person. So learned all of this, all of this through the show and tell community. And it's just so empowering to have this, you know, capability. Well, you Yes, it's a whole new world. When you go to show and tell, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole new distribution (laughs) method, right? Uh, Absolutely. But but it works. I see that. Uh, So you mentioned that you had set up along the way partnerships, and I think that's really important. So uh, just mention to our filmmakers how you created some of your partnerships. (laughs) Well, um, you know, just in general in life, you know, relationships, partnerships, you know, that are authentic and and based in, in you know, kindness and courtesy are just essential for all of our well-being. And so early on in our process, I just kept reaching out to um, nonprofit organizations that are there to support our military community. There's so many on the ground doing just beautiful siloed efforts, you know, grassroots efforts to help our military. I, I, I began to meet them and, and identify them and reach out to them and say, hey, we're doing this film. So those were the beginnings of my, you know, my partnership building journey with the film. And it was very early on and intuitive. And from one partner authentically, you know, built – another door opens and I I've just been like yes I'll go through that door and those doors have led me to so many others that are in the same lane as the film's message um I think you know if I if if I have a superpower as a producer and this is I say this with great humility it's that I I really believe in inspiring people to you know be their best Every team that I work with, my team, and every organization that I connect with, I just see their greatness. 
and I tell them about it genuinely. And and that is my my sort of, you know, partnership building skill and it's truthful for me. And so you know, we have to have a, a, a group of others around us to to move our films into the world. Again, we just don't do any of this alone. So that's my sort of teaching of, you know, what partnerships mean to me and how I go about building them. And it's it's been ongoing. So I look forward that's to wonderful. so many more. Yeah. No, Beth, that's fantastic. When you go back to them and tell them, how well they're doing and what the benefits they're uh, achieving. Uh, I'm sure they love it. And uh, that builds, it's really important to build these connections early on because the longer they, they watch you make this film, the more yeah. involved they become. I don't think people realize how that the average time to make a documentary is six years. So you really need early on to start uh, start meeting people that are interested in the same issues, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, there's no question about it. I, I think that, um, you know, I, t- I was taught a long, long time ago by another mentor of mine to just just meet people, just meet them and 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 honor them and res- and respect them and follow up with them and. You know, follow up is my middle name, and uh, Keith teaches this great. He has this, these great two words, polite persistence. And when I first heard him say that, I thought, Yeah, I've been doing that for a while, <laughs> just intuitive, <laughs> intuitively. And um, you know, we we have a we have a village. Our you know our our newsletter, our list, and I'm very careful about you know who I include on that. Um, and and I also toil greatly over reaching out to that newsletter list and letting them know where we are and what we're doing. And I, people don't know this, but I try to see everyone that I'm writing to, even though I'm doing a global newsletter. I, I really toil over make, you know, feeling a connection to people as I even do that. I drive my husband and my partner crazy because, you know, a newsletter can take me, you know, a full day to just give my full attention <laughs> to sink into it. Sure. But I, I I feel good about it. I, that's what I do, and it's what's helped me stay the course and feel my village out there, even though they're I'm, they're not sitting on my front porch every day. You know, I feel them out there, and I acknowledge them. So, and it, keeping it, it up with important. them, it is important, yeah. Beth. So let them know I'm still here. I'm moving forward, <laughs> and I'm doing something good. And you're, you know, stay with me. This film and will be thank, finished. You know, and that appreciation, that, that really heartfelt appreciation for, for them in all the ways that people support, whether it's dollars or kind words or sharing something on social media or, or you know, a phone call to say you're doing great, the, the support that you need to, as you say, do a documentary is enormous. And I know that fully now, and, and my heart is just so full with that appreciation for everyone that's just been there with us, you know, throughout. So yourself included, by the way. Thank you. So, oh, it's been a joy. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's the hard work you and your team have put in is incredible. <laughs> so what do you think, uh, what yeah. is your wish 
and you and your film teams wish for Stranger at Home, now that it's released, mm-hmm. what uh, is the greatest impact that you want for the film? Real fast. Uh, all of us, you know, our highest wish is that this film in some way um, is the is an amplifier to real mental health policy change in the military, true legislation that happens in the next few years. And so that's our greatest wish, um, that we really see a turn in legislation. And I'm not just talking about small fragmented pieces, like a bigger, a bigger legislative change in military mental health policy. So. Right. That's it in a nutshell, policy change on it's, mental health. Right. Correct. Correct. Well, uh, so we, need, we, we need legislators going forward. That's one of our, that's one of our, our uh, you know, mounts as we go forward toward TBS is to really begin to align with legislative groups. We need that lobbyist in Washington right now that says, hey, have you seen this film? And, you know, we need that. So we're looking for it. And you've got the right tool for them. They can go sell it now because it's fully explained in your film. What a great achievement. Well, tell us what do you think is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself in making this film and now delivering it to the world. That's a long process. (laughs) Well, uh, at a very, very personal level, which translates into being a filmmaker anyway, because that's very personal and creative and, and it's a spiritual journey, I've learned that I get to fall apart too, that I do fall apart. I, I need to nurture and balance my own mental health. And, and that, so there's been a, a great humility and humbling and opening for me that's come about doing this process. Um, I am, I am also, you know, we all have our story, the traumas that we work through and we all get to do that and we can do it in community and with, you know, with just, with kindness and gentleness for ourselves and for others, you know, our own mental health is just an essential part of our life. So I've learned that about myself. I am, and I am, so I am, I'm as Fragile as I am resilient, I know that today by making this oh, film. That is a great statement. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you speak for a lot of us when you say that. That is very true. Well, uh, I mean, now it. tell. Oh, yes. You, you know, we never think of the fragile side of filmmakers, but I see it all the time because I get to talk to them, and particularly when they apply for a grant and they don't get it, uh, you, yeah. you know, you really get inside of the heart of the filmmaker when you talk to them about how to yeah. improve their work and those things. And yeah. you forget that... that uh, that filmmaker energy is uh, producing, producing all the time, but you have to go through so much rejection that it's really hard to handle sometimes, right? Well, well, yeah, I, and like you said, you are, you've been, uh, you have, you have a lot of your your babies out there, your your films out there, and and I, it's extraordinary what you do in terms of absorbing where people are, 
And what you've taught me that I was on board with even before I I came into your fiscal sponsorship, you've taught me or you are an example, a living example of you are, you get what you think about. So your your gentle and incredible um, wisdom about using our thinking to keep shifting to the next moment, to the next moment, is has really uh, amplified for me on this journey, Carol. You are you are the queen of law of attraction for filmmakers. You really are, and I I have learned to go one step at a time, to feel rejection and to move on. To feel like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, and and shift and move to the next thought. So that's really been one of my staying graces to stay, you know, to be on this course is to really learn to live in the moment. And um, and you're just one of the finest teachers of that. So it's a very vulnerable prospect to say I want to make a film especially a documentary, and how do we uh, as filmmakers just build up that, that uh, spiritual resilience um, to stay the course and stay in the present moment and trust ourselves. So um, that's one of the learnings that I've just really heightened uh, through this journey, and you're one of my great teachers about that. Thank you, Beth, for all those kind words. That is so sweet of you. I think you did it when you joined that circle, the film circle (laughs) mentoring program, and you said, I'm going to finish my film while I'm here. That was your goal, and you made it happen. And that takes daily focus, you know. What can I do today to move the film forward? You have to keep talking to yourself because you're you're, you're your own best friend. When when you make a a deal with the universe, uh, you have to have a lot of faith, don't you? Totally, you have. Yeah, yes, this development of faith, you know, what you don't, we don't know what's going to happen next in life in general. And that that's really what faith is about. Um, and and this idea of seeing something, you know, we you know we we are we are on the other side of it. Most human beings, of I'll believe it when I see it. And I've had to learn to adopt this, uh, you know, idea for myself. This feeling of I see it first, and then I continue to move myself back to believing it. So you know, have to see what I'm, what I'm, you know, doing on a moment by moment basis, and it it doesn't always come easily. But uh, but I practice myself there. You know, people, how do you make a film? You meditate. <laughs> how do you make a film? <laughs> you, you meditate you breathe, a you lot. You keep centered. You, right. You meditate a lot. You, you breathe. How do you make a film? <laughs> you get you get enough sleep. How do you make a film? You surround yourself with people that keep asking you to shift with love and kindness. And um, that's, and yes, I recognize that I created all of this. I do. I do. And I also recognize that the totality of everyone that I've drawn to me to help me create it. So I'm, I'm, again, I return to appreciation for myself and others on this journey and that's what keeps me going 
It's a journey. You've had a good journey, and now you're into a whole new world with the PBS. Whole it's going world. to be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and many unknowns, but I'm, but I'm in it, and and let's go. Let's let's keep swimming in the river. Let go of the oars and go downstream. <laughs> Yes, and keep going downstream. Oh, well, Beth, tell everybody how they can reach you, please. Sure, sure. Well, you can reach me through our website, strangeratome.org. That's strangeratome.org. And you can join us there. I'm the one that's picking up your email. And and, uh, you can leave me a note on the site. And um, that's the best way to reach me. I would love to hear from you. I'd love for you to be part of our village. I'd love for you to be an underwriter if you're interested in our film and the cause and what it stands for. Um, I, you know, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to hear from you, whoever you are. So, thank you, Beth. That's so kind, and all the wonderful information you shared with us is sincerely appreciated. Uh, I, you have no idea how many times I hear filmmakers say, uh, "Is can you?" Send me somewhere that I can listen to other filmmakers or learn from mm. what they've done. And so yes. uh, there's a lot of filmmakers that sincerely thank you for all of this guidance. And we, uh, Claire and I, want you back in a year. We want to hear about uh, what's happening because okay. you'll be right at the closing when uh, next year at this time. You'll be right in the throes of hopefully a zillion stations on PBS taking you on. Oh, thank you. I would love to come back, you know, right before our broadcast on PBS. I would love to, you know, just be with you you both at that time. That would just be a gas. So let's do it. Okay. (laughs) We'll do that. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. And, Beth, I I just have to say one more thing. Um, i I just like you to know how much you've inspired me because so many of the things that you have said can be applied in so many other areas of life as well. So thank you for that. And thank you for the great work you are doing for the military and the people who need this help with this information getting out there. You're very welcome, and I am touched to be with you both. It's reciprocal. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of good luck to everybody. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Beth. Bye, ladies. All right. Bye. Bye. Be well, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. 
and Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.